Howdy, Pastor Mark Driscoll here with Ask Pastor Mark. If you've got a question, send it in to hello at markdriscoll.org and I'll do my best to get you an answer. Hey, you having a good day? You happy? You joyful? Let's fix that and talk about politics. Here comes a question from a guy who says, Dear Pastor Mark, he said, I've read and finished the Bible for the first time around Christmas. Awesome. Congratulations. Um, he says, I was wondering, what does God think about patriotism? I'm about to leave for the military. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Am I wrong for loving my country I've lived in all my life? Christians and patriotism. What could possibly be controversial about this? Well, a couple things that I would say. Number one, our citizenship is in heaven. This is what the Apostle Paul tells us in the New Testament. Our citizenship is in heaven. So we're residents of our nation, but we're citizens of God's kingdom. So in his letter to the Philippians, Paul says um, to the saints who are in Philippi. So that's their residence city in the Roman Empire. Uh, and then he says later, our citizenship is in heaven. And so it's both of those. You and I live in a city, a state, a country, and over that is the kingdom of God. And as Christians, we know that God's kingdom, it exists right now. Right now, the Lord Jesus is a king. He's ruling and reigning in the unseen realm. He is being worshiped by departed saints and angels. One day, Jesus will come to the earth. The dead will rise. The kingdom of God will come. Jesus will rule over all. And we will not have any more nations or boundaries that separate people. All people in the kingdom of God will be under the sovereign rule of Jesus forever. No more wars, no more elections. Everything will be buttoned up and everyone will be happy. Until then, we live in this imperfect fallen world. And as a result, we have nations. And in, in addition to that, we have borders and we have military and, and we defend ourselves against our foes and, and, and this world still is a fallen place. And so how should we act as residents of a nation and citizens of a kingdom? Well, what I would say is be a good citizen up until the point that you cannot be a good Christian that you be loyal and faithful. Romans 13 says to submit to governing authorities and those authorities that rule with God's delegated authority, even if they're ungodly, the Roman Empire that was over Jesus at the time of the writing of the New Testament as well, was not a godly nation, but they still were to honor and obey. Even Jesus demonstrates this by paying his taxes to the Roman government. So be a good citizen up to the point that you cannot be a good Christian. And at that point, your allegiance, your alliance, your loyalty is to the higher authority of the kingdom of God and King Jesus. What does this look like? Well, in the Old Testament, there's a couple of great examples. Uh, there's a guy named Joseph. He's in a country um, of Egypt. It's, it's not godly. It's very ungodly and, and very opposed to God. But he serves faithfully uh, in a very high political capacity helping the Pharaoh feed people and manage resources. So he, to use my language, he's a good Christian up until the point that he can't be a good, um, he's a good citizen rather up to the point that he can't be a good Christian. There's another guy in the Old Testament named Daniel. Right now I'm in the book of Daniel preaching through it. He, he serves under this horrible king named Nebuchadnezzar who ruled this awful nation of Babylon, but he served faithfully. He served humbly. Uh, but there are times where he would be forced to violate God's law in an effort to obey the law of the government. So the law of government does have authority, but the law of God is over the law of government. So for example, they tell him bow down and worship 
this 90-foot statue of Nebuchadnezzar that's made out of gold, and he won't, or at least Daniel's friends won't, and as a result, they're thrown in a fiery furnace. So they're good citizens up to the point that they can't be good Christians and then they can't violate their conscience. Uh, the story happens for Daniel, uh, where a little bit later, uh, the edict is sent out. You're only allowed to pray to and worship the new king who rules over the Medo-Persian Empire. Daniel goes home, opens the windows, does the same thing that he does every day. At this point, he's an elderly man in his 80s, and he gets down and he prays to the God of heaven. He doesn't pray according to the government's demands and decree. The result is he is thrown in a lion's den. So his buddies are thrown in a furnace. He is thrown in a lion's den. And they are employees of the government. And they are serving the nation state up until the point that it causes them to make a decision between their loyalty to God and their loyalty to their government. And what happens as a result of their integrity, God continually spares and delivers them. Daniel lives to a ripe old age. He lives through the rule and reign of multiple kings and kingdoms in what is modern day Iraq. And it just goes to show that if you remain faithful to God, he can even find a way to get you through complex situations so that you can be a witness to those who are in ruling and reigning roles in the government. And so, yeah, I, and what I would say as well, you know, for human life to flourish, you need faith and you need family and you need freedom. Um, and and, and any time a nation allows faith, the free worship of God, that it encourages family, marriage, and a traditional family unit with children, and freedom, that people are not dictated by the state what they believe and how they behave, but they're free to make their own choices. When those things are in effect, it provides a greater opportunity for the Christian religion to flourish. We can practice our faith, we can have our family, because we have freedom. And what I would say is, man, if those are the reasons you love our country, those are the reasons I love our country. I'm a pastor. I like the fact that I get to preach freely and practice my faith. I'm a husband and a father, got five kids. I am grateful that I have the legal right to raise our children in our beliefs because of the freedoms that we have. And I will say these freedoms are always under attack. This can be in the court system. This can be through terrorism. Uh, this can be um, just through public pressure and social bullying. And so anyone who is saying, I love God and I love our country and I love its citizens and I wanna protect the freedom of faith, I wanna protect the freedom of family, and I wanna protect the freedom that provides these freedoms, I would say, praise God, thank you for your service with all genuine sincerity. Uh, there is no way that the Christian religion uh, could flourish without these kinds of freedoms. And if you don't believe that, look at nations like Iraq, which was one of the most concentrated Christian populations in the Middle East. But as things come in through military force and terrorism and the rule of law, the Christian church has been decimated. It has been distributed. Christians are fleeing and the church in Iraq is dying because freedom is really, really crucial if you're gonna have a family and worship God according to your faith. And so if that's your heart's desire and what you're seeking to do through your service, praise be to God, thank you for that. And if at any point you are being told something that violates a clear command of scripture and your relationship with God, then like Joseph, then like Daniel and other biblical examples, you need to be a good citizen up until the point that you can't be a good Christian. 
but I know for a fact there's a lot of great godly men and women in the military service as well as first responders, and I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. If you've got a question, send it in to hello at markdriscoll.org, and while you're thinking about it, this, first guy's, this guy's first name is Mace. Pray for Mace as he's starting his military deployment, that God would protect his life and also give him great opportunity to share his faith in Jesus with others as God provides a lot of stressful situations where people are going to need God to get through it. Again, if you've got a question, send it in to hello at markdriscoll.org and maybe yours is next.